Welcome to episode five of the Closing Time Podcast. I'm Joe McGuire along with Abby Bro. It's a Clovercrest Media Group podcast. You can find us at closingtimepodcast.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Abby, I was at a dinner party the other night and somebody at the party mentioned that they had just purchased a brand new home. What? And my wife, Jessica, looked at them and said, why didn't you use Joe? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, well. Seriously, yes. But it happens. Yes, of course. It was the most awkward moment of my entire life. Yeah, I don't think I would have brought it up in that moment. Could you imagine if your husband did that to you? Would he ever do that to you? No. There should be rules in place. Yeah. I had to like. My husband is not, um, he's a yogi, so he's not like confrontational. But anyway. My wife's a lawyer. Yeah. And she's very confrontational. And so, no, it was great. I started asking them about their house, and they were defending their use of the no, agent that they used. See, yeah, that's awkward. It was, it's not what you want. Did they have a great experience, though? Uh, I guess it could have gone better. Oh, okay. Well, not, not to bust anybody out, but yeah, yeah, could have gone better. Uh, you and I have some great news to share. We do. In addition to obviously being the team that we are now, we're no yeah. longer with our old company. We have moved. Although we are still technically with the same broker. We have moved, but we have also stayed the same. That's right. Our woman, Sanam Salati. Our woman. The woman. <laughs> the woman. Cat woman, perhaps. <laughs> she uh, is a fantastic broker, and uh, she has joined forces with Lisette Herrera to form New England Prestige Realty. Mm-hmm. We have offices in Glastonbury and Hartford, and we're very excited uh, for this absolutely great announcement. Yeah. Yeah, today, or sorry, yesterday was when they put out the video on social media. Um, the big announcement happened, and I, I'm thrilled. Is there a party? There's a party, right? Yeah, We're we'll just, have a party. you know, for us now. Just Is there internally. a big ribbon cutting ceremony, right? There will right? be. Yeah. There will be. Yep. Yeah, look out for that. Maybe you'll get invited to that. Yes. Uh, which would be a ton of fun. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Uh, how, are, how are things with you business-wise? Things cooking? Uh, yeah. I know you just got a... Things and an offer great. just literally before we went to air here. We Yeah. So um, I was working all week long with the buyer's agent. And um, yeah, the offer just came in. We're going to work on it. Pretty excited about that. Um, I also, I'm working with an amazing um, listing agent in uh, Brantford. And he's just wonderful. But his, um, his picture, I don't know if you've seen this, like, other agents that have these kind of pictures his picture is with him and his dog and the dog has like a suit on oh interesting <laughs> and they're like both wearing glasses and i just find that hilarious and then there's a, like um and then i went on a, a showing the other day where the other agent had was talking on her phone in the picture <laughs> <laughs> which I found great, which I find actually interesting because this week I actually just reshot my own picture because it's something you have to do. I don't know. When was the last time you did your headshot? I do headshots fairly regularly. It's one okay. of my favorite days of the year. You do look very fresh in the current one that you're using. Yeah. Yeah. And so do I. And I <laughs> and I feel like, um, you know, you're going to get a, a mess in a dress, honestly, <laughs> compared to what my picture looks like now when I show up. So I thought that that needed to be um, updated. So I did that this this week um, with our photographer, Tom, in-house photographer. Um, but I did some research and I was like, do I want the dog in the picture? Do I want the phone? And I, I decided against that, even though they're adorable. 
I wonder if the dog is nearsighted or farsighted. Right. Why is it wearing glasses? Yeah. <laughs> I um, wonder. I'm just curious. Is the is was it prescription glasses for the yeah. dog? Oh, no, they were just for fashion. Were yeah. Just, yeah. So it other, was those kinds. Yeah. Other than <laughs> other than the couple deals I'm working on this week, um, yeah, just the picture. Busy week. Uh, so some some great news uh, for realtors. U.S. home sales increased for the second month in a row in February. Great sign, obviously, in the housing market. Purchases of newly built single-family homes uh, rose 4.9% to a seasonally adjusted rate of 667000 in the month of February. That is the highest level since last March. An economist expected a 2.1% rise. So that's really impressive. Sales were only up uh, 0.6 in February of last year. Uh, So the pace of new home sales remains well above the elevated levels that we saw before the 2007 through 2009 financial crisis and then the recession that came after that. So that is some really great news. Uh, It seems like there's not a ton of inventory Hmm. on the market, though, right now, which I think might be helping. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, Meanwhile, U.S. economy's been kind of chugging upward the last seven years. (laughs) A lot of people are concerned that, and again, you know, it's good to see these, they really outpace what they expected. I mean, that's that's quite a a huge, you know, like basically doubling the market. Mm -hmm. 70% of home shoppers believe that the U.S. is going to enter another recession within the next three years. Yeah. I've heard that, and I've heard a lot of people talking about that. But low mortgage rates, that's where it's at, and that will certainly help to keep the housing market healthy. Mm -hmm. Rates fell to 4.06% this week on 30-year fixed-rate loans. That's according to Freddie Mac. That should spur more buyers to close, of course, before rates go up. So now's the right time to be telling your buyers, move now before the rates start jumping again. Because that's probably coming. Yeah, I remember last year, everybody was talking about their rates going up and up. Um, They didn't really go up too much because they're still fantastic, to be honest. Um, But in this spring market, um, what I'm experiencing now is that it was really sleepy. There were a lot of showings. People were looking. There was a lot of interest, but nobody was really actively putting in offers. (laughs) Honestly, until this week, you know? I've been doing a lot of shopping yeah. with my clients. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think people are starting to act, which is great. Mortgage rates are fast approaching 4%, which is a rate low enough that economists do believe uh, will help jumpstart the market. Uh, again, mentioned 4.06% for a 30-year fixed, which is pretty fantastic. The rate was down fantastic. nearly a quarter point from a week earlier. That's the biggest drop in over a decade. Uh, you might recall just a couple months ago, we were kind of getting close to the five range, yeah. which, which is is not where you want to be. Mortgage rates have been declining along with the yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note. Uh, all these moves spurred by the Federal Reserve's decision to pause the interest rate increases mm-hmm. uh, that were expected. So that's pretty great yeah. news. Uh, and I I believe they're looking at maybe one increase next year and then one the year after. But still, it's they're fantastic, you know. Now's the definitely if you're thinking about doing it and yeah. and you can get your ducks in a row sooner than later. Mm-hmm. 
I think it makes more sense to make the move now. I think now's de definitely the time you want to start making your real estate purchases. Generally speaking, the good times don't last forever in real estate. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at like a 4% rate right now, you know, prices are up a little bit. Not a lot of inventory. Obviously, you're in a spring market now. You're going to start to see, I would assume, an influx, you know, as, as you get closer to end of the school year. Right. You'll definitely start to see that again. And you mm -hmm. just have to hope that those interest rates stick around the four. And you never know. Maybe they dip a little below four. They might. Wouldn't and, that be And fantastic? also, you have to think about it. This is really the time that you're going to want to get into the new home because the families with kids uh, that need to ha you know, be in a new home before the school starts, it's just going to be a, a scramble in the summertime. And they're just going to be you know, really rushed into getting a new home. And you want to be able to take a little bit of your time oh, and yeah. see what's out there. I, I, have, I have potential clients who are basically waiting until the school year has come to an end. Oh, before really? Before they're really going to consider. Mm -hmm. I, we've gone out looking at stuff, okay. but they're not. They're not, you know, it's, it would take a miracle for them to move before the school year ended. And I get that. It's a busy time. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Nobody wants to pull their kid out of school. No. But, Even if you're moving up into a much nicer district, kind of to go in late in the year. Yeah. But right now, uh, if you have a, an accepted contract, you're still be, you'd wait till the, you wouldn't close until the school ends. Well, it's funny. I actually had an agent. Back in February, we went and looked at a house. And they, my clients told me point blank, they're like, we like it a lot, but hmm. we don't love it enough to make an offer now. Yeah. Like, if this was May, we would we would definitely make an offer. Mm -hmm. And so the listing agent, who's really cool, she reached out. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, I oh, was it's like, not May yet. No, it's not May We're, yet. Why am I, I know. two weeks ahead? Happy Easter, by the way. Yeah. Uh, no, not May yet, but we're yeah. getting there. I'll tell you, this month is flying by. Yeah, isn't you're it? right. So the agent actually said to me, this was back in February, she's like, if they want to put in an offer yeah. and close June 1st, I'm sure I could talk my clients into it. But they don't because of the schools. You, yeah. So, I mean, again, but it made me think, you know, I mean, how desperate are you for an offer that you're going to, Yeah. you'll take like a... 150 day close yeah you know that's crazy yeah probably not getting too much interest otherwise uh you like cold calling don't you no no i've done my fair share you certainly have yeah i've never been a fan of cold calling yeah for not only uh, in real estate but also other other jobs yeah i won't do them in any jobs really i'm very reluctant okay. yes i don't know what it is probably just a fear of rejection I don't know. Oh, I've gotten over that fear. I can... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I don't pro. know. Just calling somebody out of the blue, it, I, it just never feels right. Uh, yeah. My sophomore year of high school, I got a girl's phone number and I called her and she literally said to me, how did you get my number? And I never cold called again. <laughs> You're cold calling for dates? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. I was 15. Yeah. I mean, what did I know? Uh, obviously, cold calling is a big part of our industry. However... Uh, calling prospects to find new business is now being challenged in a class action lawsuit in a U.S. district court in California. A complaint was filed against Caldwell Banker Real Estate as well as NRT, asking the court to stop the companies from directing their professionals to call consumers without their consent in violation of the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. The lawsuit alleges the defendants are making unsolicited automatically dialed calls to consumers that go against the 
FTC's National Do Not Call Registry. Yeah. Uh, this guy in his complaint says he received unwanted auto dog calls from three different Caldwell Banker and NRT professionals to his cell phone, which was registered on the Do Not Call list. Now, I have been involved in cold calling banks at real estate, like after hours parties, and they give you access to the do not call list. Yeah. So you should be cross-referencing the numbers. And if you're not, well, I guess you get what you get here. Right. I wonder, so I'm not sure how this works, but I've been told that the do not call list is kind of a joke. Um, and in previous jobs, you know, I've made phone calls straight out of the phone book, to be honest, and not cross-referencing everything. And I was told, this can be completely wrong, that the issue is if you're using an auto dialer, that's what the issue is. If you're just dialing yourself manually, then you can't get in trouble. So I think where you, the auto dialer comes in is the law-breaking this part. class action lawsuit stretches to anyone who has received unsolicited calls I'm wrong. over the past four <laughs> years. The complainant seeking a jury trial and a minimum of 500 in damages. And $500 in yes. Yes, class action lawsuit. Everyone's getting five hundred bucks. That yeah, seems to be that's not worth it. It's probably not. Just it, to get hung up on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's my 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 biggest fear yeah. over and over again, and then getting sued for it on top of it. Right. That's the. How did you get my number? Wah, wah. Here's here's a lawsuit. A uh, big problem here in Connecticut, as most people know, is the crumbling foundations. The Connecticut Insurance Department has updated a notice directing insurers. Not to cancel or non-renew an affected homeowner's insurance coverage as a result of a foundation found to be crumbling or otherwise deteriorating. The CID sent this uh, notice to all insurance underwriters, homeowners, condo insurance uh, people in Connecticut and said this statement it's intended to protect Connecticut residents affected by crumbling foundations. This has been just such an unfortunate situation and I think a lot of people feel there is like no recourse in this. And I just feel like all in all, they could have done a better job of handling this whole situation. Yeah, it's really scary to think about, um, you know, if my foundation was crumbling and there was nothing I could do about it. That's just terrible. Um, but what what could they have done that was better? I mean, this was out of the blue and it's such a devastating issue. You know, yeah, I don't know what they could have done. I guess this is me on my high horse, yeah. just sort of uh, saying I would have done differently. I don't know. I mean, let let's be honest. Most most of the time, when there's a serious issue, mm -hmm. like the first few that get reported, you know, you kind of like sweep it under the rug a little bit, and then it's like, oh, all of the houses, all of them. Well, that's interesting. That's a real problem now. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like they could have had a more concrete plan in place uh, uh, to fix the foundations. Concrete. Um, now, the thing is, though, it's it's also statewide. Um, our broker, Sanam, told me that, you know, I'm in New Haven County, Fairfield County area. If I am doing deals down that way, I still have to have, you know, the, the foundation inspected if it's a newer home. Um, so, yeah. So, it's affecting everybody, not just the, the northern part of the state anymore. Yeah, it has definitely become a, a statewide uh, situation.
Now, we talked last week about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. AI is definitely coming to the real estate industry. Keller Williams co-founder, chairman, and CEO Gary Keller said, we're in the fourth industrial revolution. Are they? An era of the machine-powered know-it-all. Business that's always on, analyzing, learning, and thinking. I, I like AI to mm-hmm. a certain degree. I just... I understand you can better serve your clients, you know, which, which is really at the end of the day, that's that's all you're trying to do. I just, I don't know. I get weird about this thing. Again, maybe it's it's I've seen the Terminator movies yeah. and I just know it doesn't end well uh, or that movie with Schwarzenegger in the in the future. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I had such a crush on Edward Furlong growing up <laughs> Eddie Furlong is a really cool guy yeah uh, so Still? sad to see that yeah, yeah. No, really sad yeah. the way things worked out for him yeah but uh yeah AI always freaks me out but good for Keller Williams I mean I think anything you could do to make your agent's life a little bit easier yeah, I think that's good. The only thing is, I think that this is still in the early phases from everything I've heard and, and researched about this AI that they have. It just seemed like a little souped up calendar, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I think that they may be um, still working on it and rolling out functions, but I don't think that it, it does what you think it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it just kind takes of takes over the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. I think it just it's maybe just a, a souped up uh calendar. What were those things called that like like palm pilot? Oh my gosh, a palm like, pilot. A, yeah, yes. I think it just kind of like might be that. Is it a palm pilot that talks? Yeah, like it's Siri, really. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, I think they might have some work to do on that, and I'm sure that they are working on it, um, from what I hear, which is awesome. So I, I yeah, I'd be interested to see what happens with that. My experience with AI is basically me asking Siri yeah. or me asking Alexa to do stuff and them telling me they don't understand what I'm talking about. Sorry, sir. It, you know, it frustrates some people. For me, it's I'm kind of glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad. It's like, you know, know your role, mm-hmm. robot. <laughs> uh, as sea levels rise across the world, architects are brainstorming ways to make homes more resilient to flooding. A floating unit is being singled out as a living solution for coastal areas. OceanX, a nonprofit that designs and builds floating cities, and the MIT Center for Ocean Engineering are showing off a futuristic concept of a floating city. I don't know if they're aware of this, Abby. Mm -hmm. There is a city like that. It's called Venice, and it's in (laughs) Italy. I mean, pat yourself on the back a little harder. It's already been done. Like. 900 years ago. Yeah. So just do that. Just, <laughs> just, just, there's already a model to take follow. Take those blueprints <laughs> <laughs> and apply it here and put them in, in New England. <laughs> so these floating communities, they can cons- uh, expand, contract. So when you move, they mm-hmm. literally just take you right off the dock. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm making that part. Yeah. Up. I don't okay. know that. Uh, but they could have uh, as many as 10,000 people in these cities. These modular floating villages. Uh, do I don't know. I'm going to say more than ten thousand. I bet you. Th- I bet you that's probably more. right. Yeah. Anyway, do you know that um, the streets of Venice are not marked on maps? How would you make showings possible? How- it's 
how do you show houses? It would be very difficult. I need to get in touch with a realtor in Venice and ask them. You try to like if you read a map and you go to that spot, it's yeah. not the it, just, the names don't generally match how up. How does GPS work? I don't think it works in Venice. Get out of here. Yeah, I think you just kind of gotta know. You just gotta know. You gotta be in the know. These modular floating villages will be clustered around a central port with shopping, hospitals, businesses. Mm -hmm. These will basically be like self-sufficient islands growing their own food and purifying their own water. Mm -hmm. This is kind of cool. Yeah. Researchers estimate 90% of the world's largest cities could be exposed to rising sea levels over the next couple of decades. 2.4 million homes and more than 100 commercial properties are at risk of chronic flooding over the next 30 years, which is kind of scary. We live in a coastal state. Yes. Thank goodness Long Island is in the way, so at least we would see it coming. <laughs> right. You know, once Long Island disappears, you'd have a pretty good idea. Might be time to start moving inland. Right. But no, this is great. I mean, this world is is so big, and we've, we're, I mean, obviously we're cutting forests down to build more houses. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you look at how much water is out there, yeah, floating cities. Floating, I mean, we don't have a planet B. So no, we, we have, don't. We don't. So we have to work to keep, you know, the same life that we, we, we've been living. We have to innovate and do different things and think outside of the box and be creative. And I think that's what they're doing here. And that's great. I would love to live in an island city mm. in the middle of the Pacific. In the Pacific. Okay. Oh, yeah. You've actually told me this before. Yes. <laughs> this is nothing new. Um, yeah. I've often dreamed of getting shipwrecked on an island in the in the South Pacific. You and Wilson? Yes. <laughs> that would be my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, it would be fun is all I'm saying. Okay. Just think about it. Well, it might happen within the next 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> but that's crazy. I mean, my son would be 32. When this is all like yeah. rolled out, perhaps, you know, he could be living in one of these cool homes, driving around jet skiing all day. All day long. That's how you get to work on a jet ski. You got to look at the positive, right? People would be wearing wetsuits, pretty much as like normal attire. Would I have to wear a bathing suit house hunting? Yeah, I would. To show homes, you I better start would. getting in shape now. <laughs> <laughs> Global warming is coming. Uh, you know, I love being a realtor. Yeah, I know you do too. Love it. It is so much fun. Uh, there's a woman in California who apparently also really enjoyed being a real estate agent. Hmm. Uh, Maria Flores Morales wasn't an actual realtor, though. Didn't actually do any of the testing or the acquiring of the license or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, she's accused of bilking more than $110,000 from alleged victims who say she promised to help them buy a home. Police say undocumented people who had no experience in purchasing homes were targeted in the scheme. Officials believe there could be more victims. They're working with neighboring police departments to investigate. She was just basically showing people homes. That's crazy. From outside. Oh, my God. They never actually went inside. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going to love this place. I'll put in an offer for you. And then she's like, just give me the down payment. I'll put the offer together. And that's the last time you would see... Maria, Maria Flores, Flores Morales. Morales, that would be the end of it. Here's the thing, right? So to acquire um, clients, to actually get a buyer to, to work with you, you know, this, that takes time, that takes energy to generate business and get a following and maybe repeat business, hopefully. Um, that takes a lot of work. So this woman not only did all of that work to find these people and then 
went above and beyond and actually showed them the homes and 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 continued doing business with them to, and to actually like sell them a house. That's a lot of work. If she actually took that energy into actually getting her license <laughs> and doing it the real she way. She could have made a lot more money she, yeah. and she wouldn't be going to jail. And she wouldn't be going to jail. That's the thing. But I guess if you're just an evil person, you're an evil person. True that. Yeah. Uh, things in Australia are definitely a little more liberal mm -hmm. than they are in America. A little more cutting edge, too, apparently. Yes. Uh, a lot of their commercials for things that you would never expect uh, might be a little sassier. Sex really sells in Australia, I mm -hmm. guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, an Australian real estate company released and then removed an eyebrow-raising promotional video that was more R&B music video than anything else. <laughs> Had a little more raunch. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it was raunchy. And uh, the man shows up in a sports car at the property, meets the woman inside, and next thing you know, they're dancing in the living room, taking a dip in the pool, and then... You know, they, they head off to the bedroom. I think there's a little bit more romancing in between. There might have been. There was a little salsa dance. Um, it was a little hot in there. It was a little hot, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> Listen, if your boys are, are suddenly interested in real estate, uh, they may have seen this video. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know. Your kids are suddenly into colonials and capes. <laughs> That's how you might know. But this house was gorgeous. So that's the thing. They were painting a picture of what your amazing life could be if you lived in this multi-million dollar house on the sea in Australia. And it's awesome. I think that I think it's really neat. I don't know. That was my take. Like I listen, creatively speaking, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I just think that again. You know, kids, there's younger people watching yeah. that. And and yeah. I think that's sort of where, I mean, it, it's it a great a marketing tool. Hot. It's like, hey, you want this hot house with this hot wife? Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's the dream. Yeah, put it in offer today. Yes. But you also have to see it in, co in comparison. I mean, I'm guilty of this, too. Um, when I was doing, when I have done videos for my listings, um, I'm all, it kind of starts with a shot of me being like, hi, I'm Abby, bro. I'm the listing agent, you know, kind of talk about the house a little bit and then go on to the house. But maybe it might be worth switching up a bit and kind of telling a story of the home and how you would enjoy the home and entertain and raise your family perhaps. And, you know, maybe use this as an office to grow your business. Then a quick tango. And then a quick tango. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they see the fun parts. Or like you can fold your laundry <laughs> in this gorgeous laundry room. To me, that would be fun. That would be fun. Oh, my God. And yeah. as a matter of fact, we can actually do that. We can actually yeah. produce those sorts of videos. Clovercrest Media Group uh, does offer real estate branding and home video tours and uh, pretty much aerial drones. Anything you might need for your real estate business, we could certainly do that for you. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com. We do want you to check out closingtimepodcast.com. You can check out all of our other episodes. You can also check out Abby's listing. You could find out more about us and so much more. So make sure you check out closingtimepodcast.com. We're also on Facebook and Instram. Mm. So you could certainly come on out and follow us on both of those social media platforms. We're not on the Twitter yet. Ah. I have multiple Twitter accounts because I have so many shows that I do. Yeah. Um, but we could should certainly get up on the Twitter. 100%. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn. That's the other good one. I'll tell you, everybody's got to get on LinkedIn. Yeah. People um, sort of forgot about LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn proponent. 
Good. And it's not just finding jobs. People sort of think that's what it is. LinkedIn is actually really great. Uh, it's like a professional Facebook. Yeah, and I, I think that people might think we're LinkedIn promoters because we've talked about this before. But we, you know, we're it, just it, passionate we're users. Passionate users of LinkedIn. <laughs> and like I said in the previous podcast, it's because we are literally applying for our job every day. You know, we're applying for the job to sell your house. We're applying for the job to represent you in the purchase of your next home every day. That is solid. Solid. That's why you're my I partner. think someone told me that. <laughs> well, you know what? Kudos to you for listening. Yeah, there you go. Well, that does it for this episode. For Abby Bro, I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks so much for checking out the Closing Time Podcast.